Welcome to the No Happiness Podcast, where the No Happiness is just happy fundings. A podcast where we often forget how to record the podcast and when to record the podcast, so we end up panicking the day before. And that's just how things go. <laughs> Normally, we ask three loads of questions uh, if we plan things out, but we don't plan things out. Or I'm not planning things out, just because things are very, very busy for me at work, and very, very busy for me personally. And by very busy, I mean I'm trying to spend some time relaxing because work is so hectic so today we don't have a guest and it's gonna be me and eddie trolling as per usual eddie's nodding we're doing the distance podcast so it will likely have some pauses because i'm not gonna edit it because it's very last minute where else could you possibly get this content so openly and freely directed at you you know what's actually even more fun if there's a pause for longer than like five seconds I'm just going to stop the podcast right there. We'll just end the whole thing. All right. I'll, I'll make sure to fill in all the, <laughs> all <laughs> the voices. <laughs> fill in the dead air. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. So you've been relaxing. Is that why you've been avoiding Counter-Strike? Uh, I haven't been avoiding Counter-Strike. I just haven't been around my computer. I have been binge-watching a lot of Shokugeki with Nikki, which has been a ton of fun. And... You know, what's interesting about that show is that a lot of people say that the prime of that show is season one and two, and I generally do agree with that. And I kind of, I understand the criticisms that people have for the rest of the seasons. I'm on season five now, which is the last season I just found out. Yeah. Um, but I still really enjoy the show. Maybe it's just because I really enjoy the cooking aspect of it and kind of the troll nature of the show, where it kind of just makes fun of the fact that it's an anime, I feel like sometimes. Like it really leans into the just like the silliness of like going extra hardcore for these cooking scenes yeah but at the same time like i'm i'm enjoying the show a lot but maybe it's because it's my first foray back into anime in a while yeah you know it's the last season right yeah it is it is the last i didn't know that at first when i was watching when i started season five but then i looked it up and it was like yeah so season five is not even actually written from manga it's written specifically for ending the anime because it was apparently ended after season four the, yeah. the story arc at least right also Our, um, the music yeah. slaps in that show so i'm very yeah much... it gets gets really intense it does <laughs> yeah i will um, say that there's one thing that has really bothered me because you've watched the show already right yeah all right so i just want to say that there's one thing i'm just going to put a spoiler alert on it and anybody who's going to plan on watching Shokugeki or has not seen it yet, like skip five minutes into the future right now, I guess. Damn. Uh, I'm not going to put timestamps on it. The one thing that's really bothered me so far about season five, and I haven't finished it yet. I'm about halfway through season five, is that Soma's dad, Joichiro, got smoked in a Shokugeki off screen. And I was just like, what, what the fuck is this? Because to me, like, the the part of the show that started at the start of the show is soma getting smoked by his dad repeatedly like 490 times or whatever it is yeah and i always felt like the ending of the show was leaning towards him finally beating his dad once in a shokugeki and i don't know if that happens at the end of the show or not but even if it does i feel like it's a little bit tainted by the fact that he just randomly lost to this this former student of his and i was like i wish he was at least like the love child that they hinted at or whatever or like some other storyline or like Maybe Joichiro just felt bad and he just threw the match because he like felt like he abandoned the kid. I don't yeah. know if they write that in later. But as of right now, I'm like eight episodes into season five and I'm like, bruh, you just you just smoked like for the first four seasons. 
he was your unstoppable mountain in Shokugeki, just like smoking people and always like defeating Soma and like always the goal to beat. And then he lost in a Shokugeki off screen. And I was like, bruh, that's how how deep into season five are you? I think I'm seven episodes in. And I think there's yeah. twelve or thirteen total. Oh dang. So we'll see. We'll see if they explain that. But if not, then you know. Yeah. I thought season five was cheeks. I didn't like how they they, they introduced that guy out of the blue. Like Yeah, I don't they, love it. I think it was a lazy way out because they very easily could have went into the existing characters. Yeah, I you know think what I mean? so too. I think they they kind of shortchanged their cast so far. Like I, again, like I'm still enjoying it just because I'm I've enjoyed the show and I've enjoyed Soma's journey in in particular. Yeah, and the other characters that they decided to feature. But if season five and like I said, I haven't finished it, so maybe it's different or maybe it gets better. But you said it's cheeks. If season five had just been following them on like literally slice of life things over the past like year of their second year or whatever it is. And then in the last episode, it's, you know, a time skip and he's graduating and he finally duels his dad and like wins and or loses again for the 500th time. Like, it doesn't even matter if he won or lost. It's just like, I just feel like his dad always should have been the final boss. And it yeah. could have been like, that's that's a worthy story. No. Whereas like introducing this like Deus Ex Machina character out of fucking nowhere that like crosses his knives or whatever and just steals people's things. I'm just like... It's kind of lazy. Like it's cheeks. Like the thing is, is they built up Azami, Asami, Azami yeah. in the last season kind of quickly, and I didn't love it. But at the same time, at least he's an adult. You know what I mean? Like it's there's there was always kind of a shadowy idea about who Nakiri slash Erina's parents were. Yeah. So like it kind of made sense. You know, like mm -hmm. you know that she didn't come from some normal family because she was clearly raised by her grandfather, who's the only one that like you know was showed up in the series before that. But anyways, yeah, I'm just like, bro, I don't, I'm not, I'm not about it right now. It's cheeks. I mean, season, like season five is cheeks. I, that's okay. Like I, I, I'm still gonna enjoy it. Yeah. But I just think that it could have been executed better. Yeah, for sure. Literally, well, uh... literally, the first episode of season five is fire, actually, because I don't know if you remember it. And it's like I say fire, and the it's just like fun. It's just a fun episode because they're like about to start summer break or some shit. And they have to just do, like, uh, it's almost a filler episode, basically. Because they have to make money with their beach stand or some shit. Right, right, right. And the Elite Ten that are in the second years have to only six people, whereas the rest of the stands have ten people. And so they build up their stand in two days, and on the last day they sell everything. But, I mean, like, just stuff like that, just, like, following the characters they already had would have been interesting enough for me, I think. No, for sure. I thought um I liked I liked the beginning of the season. I thought it was gonna be a good season, and then it got uh it got interesting real quick. <laughs> and by interesting, I mean it it got like cheeks real quick. It, it became cheeks real quick. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. There, there's definitely some question marks that I have. Um, I also, I mean, we're just gonna harp on this for a second, but they totally, I mean, they it they just they just tried to build up this character too fast. They tried to build up this villain too fast, and that's really the the downfall of the season so far. Yeah, for sure. Because, because him ganking Su Sukasa so quickly, that the former elite like first seat, I was like, bruh. Like it was, it was like a half. You know, like how important a Shokugeki is to the rest of the season based on how long the Shokugeki is. So, <laughs> so, so when you get like a a battle that's two minutes, then you're like, okay, this is clearly not an important like character. And yeah. then if it's a half episode. 
then you're like, oh man, that's kind of disrespectful. Like he got smoked. And then if it's a, like a two episode arc for one battle, then you know that's real shit. Like that's yeah. This is you know, really sure. this is the big battle of the season. Yeah, no, that's how you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So you're watching it with Nikki? Yeah, I'm watching it with Nikki. That's kind of a polite way to put it though, because like I put it on and she says she wants to watch it. She'll watch like two episodes and then she'll fall asleep. Whereas I'm just binging the whole way through and then I fill her in. And yeah. then she catches another two episodes randomly. But she's invested. Hey, respect though. She's a no, trooper. She's a trooper. Uh, I've I've briefly discussed getting a shirt that says Yukihita Diner on it. Uh, I haven't looked it up yet, but you know. I'm sure it's out there. Dude. I'm sure it's out there. And the I mean, anime it's, merch? it's definitely made me want to cook more again. Because I really did used to cook a lot and enjoyed it. But I haven't done so recently. But I'm yeah. going to look into it. Yeah, I'm gonna, for sure. I'm going to explore some dishes and whatnot. Yeah. So yeah, that's what's uh, that's what's happening with anime for me. That's the brief cool. catch up. Cool. But I guess I we started... should talk about what this episode's gonna be about. Oh no, you're gonna start. Go ahead. Tell me. Well, something. I was gonna say like, uh, I started. I don't read mangas, but I started reading a manga. Oh shit! For real? Yeah. That's how you know it's 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 uh it's it's a good one. It's uh it's the manga for Jujutsu Kaisen. Ooh. I've heard good things about that. Yo, it's one of the... It's a very surprising anime. I think I like it because... Okay, so how Willie describes it is... I like shonen animes. Uh-huh. Um, but I think the reason why I liked it... Because there's, there's a lot of humor in it. It's good humor. Like, it's it's funny, relevant, modern humor. It's my humor. Um, oh, I see. Yeah, and it's cool stuff. Because it's like... I've been thinking about... It. So while I'm reading the manga, I thought about it too. About how I feel about the main characters. And I think like... I like main characters with a lot of depth to them, mm-hmm. like, like, like complex, like they have complex personalities. Just not, like, I hate the cliche, like, oh, you know, I'm super weak and then I get angry and from that anger, like, I, I work hard and I get strong, right? Like, I think <laughs> I like the ones where like it just comes naturally to them, like they're naturally talented, right? And they don't have to work as hard as like I don't know. The next best person but at the end of the day like their talent and hard work beats the bad guy uh-huh yeah but uh so far in the arc i'm watching that he's he's doing a lot of uh losing but it's okay it's good it's good manga yep good manga highly recommend all right well as long as you're enjoying yourself i might try it yes. um i don't know how long this foray into anime is going to be for me but I have certainly enjoyed watching Shokugeki, and I'm probably going to watch a couple of other things. Everybody recommends Haikyuu. Um, I don't know if I'm in the mood for a sport anime. I'm not I'm about it. Your head. You're not about it. I'm not about it. You had some recommend. You had some recommendations from our previous episode. But anyways, yeah. we should probably dive into what our episode's actually going to be about this. Yes, this yes, yes. episode. So we're going to talk about kids, right? Yeah, kids. So. uh... <laughs> So I uh, so I asked Brian like, hey, Brian, how are you? How are you? How are you and Nikki? And and he responded, good. Uh-huh. And I said that that's good. Honestly, I forgot how we got into the conversation. <laughs> I see, I see. Uh, or I asked, I think I, I think I just asked you like, hey, did you want kids? Yeah, I think it was. Uh, you were asking me if I was indifferent to kids. Yeah, because I think we were talking about uh, either me or a different couple or something. I, I don't remember exactly how the conversation came out, but I yeah. was saying I used to be indifferent to kids, and it was more so about the partner that I'm with and whether or not they want kids. But I think, you know, having been with Nikki and she wants kids, it's kind of convinced me that 
not convinced me, but it's kind of made me think about it. And I thought about it some more. And it's like, yeah, I think it would be fun to have kids. Mainly because, you know, I've seen my nieces grow up a little bit. And that's kind of an interesting experience and seeing them become full-formed humans. But at the same time, like, obviously, it's a lot of work. And that's the part that I was always afraid of, like, the responsibility and all the work and, and like, how much money kids cost and so on and so forth. But at the same time, the, I think part of me, and I've said this before, like, the builder in me and the, the, the maker in me, like the, like, the part of me that likes to build and make things, I think, wants to make a human that does something. <laughs> if that makes sense. That's, uh, I think that's a good reason. I I say that as a joke, but it, it, I think part of that is kind of serious, though, right? Because how cool is it to to be partially responsible for creating a human that could potentially change the world? Or, you know, even becomes a pro athlete or becomes whatever they've become, right? Yeah. And unfortunately, my kid will li eventually listen to this podcast at some age and be like, he tried to make me something? What the fuck? <laughs> I was gonna say it's uh those are some pretty high standards you're setting for your kids. I mean, why not though? You know, be whatever you want. If that's what I'm I saying, guess. I, I can I can set whatever standard they I want for them, right? Yeah. But that doesn't mean they have to listen to me. I'm going to tell them that, like, whatever they want to do with their lives is up to them. Yeah. I always my my whole theory now once I got older is you can literally do anything you want with your life. I think that's a fair assessment, but you also have to kind of take responsibility for whatever you want to do with your life. Yeah. So if you want to be an artist, you can be an artist, but you also have to take responsibility for the fact that if you're going to be an artist, there's a higher percentage chance that you're going to be struggling for work at some points in your life. And yeah. that's just factual. Whereas if you want to do art as your hobby and your passion on the side and continue to, I mean, potentially do a side hustle or whatever you choose to do like if it's just your hobby in life like climbing is just my hobby in life right? right i don't do it as work and i enjoy it a lot and i consume a lot of climbing content because i watch climbing videos or i learn about climbing or i climb and a lot of it is indoor climbing but i don't do it as a job i do my job as a job to make money to keep everything stable and do the hobbies that i enjoy that's where I think is the kind of the disconnect, right? Because people kind of think that you should do your passion as your work and then you'll never work a day in your life, they say. I think that just depends, honestly. I, I really do think it depends on how committed you are to your hobby, but also what hobby you pick. Yeah. Because I was, I was joking about this with Nikki the other day because we, we were having a picnic and this... <laughs> This dad was playing with his two kids, and they were girls, and he was like, not that that's necessarily relevant to the story, but he was they, they had lacrosse sticks, and he was passing the lacrosse ball with them, and I was thinking to myself, oh, he looks like he played lacrosse in his lifetime, and I was thinking to myself, man, how much would it suck to be the best lacrosse player in the world, and be, and I mean, it's probably really cool to be the best athlete in your sport that ever, like, if you're the best athlete in your sport, huge accomplishment. I'm not taking anything away from that. That's got to be really cool. And right. you've, you made a huge commitment. But it's just so unfortunate that you're the best at this sport that's not one of the popular sports in the world where you can make literally generational wealth. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's all that to say is that kids can do whatever they want. They just have to accept the responsibility and put their mind to it. 
Yeah. <laughs> that was three different lessons in one, but feel free to poke apart as you will. No, I think I think it's a good way of thinking about it, you know? I think, like, well, so, like, what are you talking about? I'm thinking, like, yo, so you know how you brought up, like, the whole make money doing your passion? Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times that's really stressed and romanticized to the fact that, like, you almost feel, well, I don't know if you feel this way, but I'm sure I'm not the only person who feels this way, where, like, you feel like... There's a lot of stress, external stress put on you to find that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I feel like I get a lot of pressure, at least from uh, in, like from the things that I expose myself to, right? Either whether it be social media or like just the people I surround myself with. I think like a lot of people are like, oh, you know, they're all about the side hustle. They're all about like, you know... Uh, finding the thing that makes you feel alive and you know making money from it and stuff like that and part of me is like yo i just i just want to work a nine to five and then play games all day like is there and then you know sometimes i feel like i feel kind of shitty i'm not gonna lie i feel pretty shitty because i'm not as motivated i guess Mm -hmm. but you know it is it is a pretty shitty shitty feeling at the end of the day like like you said i would i'm gonna support my kids uh, and what they want to do, and I I don't necessarily want to stress them out with all these expectations and stuff. But just I'm just gonna tell them like, hey, do what you love. Yeah, but then the challenge of that is that some kids need a little bit more direction than that. That's yeah. the interesting part, right? I think you know this is a really interesting way to go about it, and this is another conversation in and of itself. But to be honest, what you're describing what the the kind of person that uh wants to work a 95 and then just hang out and relax and either play video games or you know hang out with friends or you know just right. that's their fulfillment is the relationships that they have in their lives versus like you know a specific hobby for example mm-hmm. because i mean part of it is you play video games but you play video games with friends that's probably some of the most fun times you have playing video games right 100 percent. so i think in that case part of me wonders if the the hobby in the future is the connection that you have with your kids yeah you know what i mean yeah no absolutely and i i agree there like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of avenues to build that bond there and you know maybe that's what i find enjoyment out of building bonds with people Mm. yeah Yeah. because i mean i personally yo i would 100% want kids and fortunately for me uh darlene also wants kids well, we both want a lot of kids. We want a big family. Now, whether we can support that financially, <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll cross that bridge once we get there, right? But I mean, for now, we're just we're still like getting our careers on track. But again, full circle to the fact that, like, you know, I think a lot of times people, and I think like people have good intentions when they when they put this put this aura and put this expectation out there. Like, yo, you should always be striving to make six figures and, like, you know, buy multiple properties and, like, rent it out and stuff like that. But part of me is, like, you know, it's, 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 a, lot, it's a lot of stress that I don't – I'm not going to – I don't know how to put it. But, like, I think, I think happiness – I don't think I would find happiness – from making an absurd amount of money but being stressed out all the time like yeah yeah, your stresses are different but 
to me, that stress is not worth the exhaustion and, you know, the, the, the going insane. I don't yeah. know. That's just how it is for me. Have you, have you ever heard the, that saying where it, I think it says comparison is the thief of joy? Yeah, man. It's, it's tough. And I mean, like, you know, especially us as like on socials. Yeah. That are like, and, but just like, just uh, the way that we're brought up, right? Like mm. just as a, just in Asian households, like we're expected to make a lot of money and provide for our parents. I'm sitting here like, yo, if 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 we were if our generation was dealt better cards, that seemed that they would seem a lot more doable. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong, it is very doable. It is very doable, but it's not like it's a, a walk in the park. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it is definitely a conversation that's very interesting because. Uh, what you said is two parts, right? So there's two parts. Our generation and growing up in uh, Asian households. In Asian households, one, you know, you're expected to take care of your parents when they grow old. Two, the other part of it is is when you're young, literally all you get is comparison. Because yes. and that's that's a very normal thing. You know, it's it's very normal for like um parent your parents to compete with their cousins and brothers and siblings and compare the kids and be like, Oh, my kid is going off to make six figures. My kid is becoming a doctor. My kid is becoming a lawyer. My kid is becoming an engineer, so on and so forth. My kid works for this company, this whatever. The, they right. just got the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation grant or whatever. I don't know. All this stuff. It's very normal because kid, because parents, Asian parents, immigrant parents, I'm, I'm sure all immigrant parents, but our my example is obviously Asian immigrant parents love to flex on other Asian immigrant parents and be like, hey, my kid is doing this shit right here. Well, I was going to say, like, I, I know every, in terms of immigrant parents, and I'm honestly probably white people too, yo, like, I know every, I can name one family from every race that does it, that does this, where they, <laughs> they like, they try to flex on the relatives. Like, everyone does it. And it's, yeah, at the end of the day, like, you're right, comparison is a thief of joy. You know who said the quote? Uh, no, I don't, not off the top of my head. Neither do I. Nice. Just kidding. Thanks. It might be, I think it's, it's someone very, like, famous thomas jefferson maybe yeah okay benjamin franklin one of them you think so but yeah i first heard that quote from brad stevens actually he's a basketball coach the celtics basketball coach yes sir they just got knocked out did you know that i i did the they got knocked out by the nets they did i mean nobody expected them to win that series so but (laughs) i mean clearly they did (laughs) <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think much, they believed it. Uh, I don't know how much the the amount of shit that uh, what you call it, Marcus Smart is always talking. Like, I mean, he do be talking a lot of shit. Yeah, but that's I mean that's his job, right? That's yeah, that's like his role. He's he's the goon for sure. Yeah, he's but anyway, going going back going back to our topic. Yeah, yeah, man, it's it's just very stressful. I think now I'm coming to terms with like not putting as much pressure on myself or finding the right amount of pressure, right? Like you want to give yourself enough motivation. You want to keep yourself motivated, but not drive yourself insane. Yeah. And kind of finding that balance is the tough part. I think for sure you come across people. I I mean, I talk about finance a lot because I think financial education is something that's sorely lacking in a lot of people in our generation. Yes. And when I learned about it, it changed a lot for me and for me, again, it's always been about financial independence because once you become financially independent, it's this huge game-changing thing where it's 
you're no longer working for money you're working because you want to work and then if you know everything is going to be okay money wise it's a huge huge kind of like freedom i suppose because then you're not necessarily stressed about all the stuff that's happening at work you're just saying okay i'll do it because it's my job but at the same time if i don't want to do this i could legit leave tomorrow like i you could just not give a fuck yeah no i absolutely agree and that's that's why i keep saying you know i've aggressively invested in the stock market which i don't necessarily recommend for everybody but it's because i'm trying really hard to i, I always again joke about retiring by 35 but might as well try and see yeah. what happens if i come up short then you know it's just money in the stock market it'll pay off later hopefully yeah unless everything burns to the ground but in that case that's an apocalyptic scenario anyways so yeah i think you'll be all right you know, the, well, I guess also depends on how many kids uh, you guys are going to have, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is also a pretty funny thing because I was joking the other day and I was like, Nikki, I want 20. And she's like, oh, you want a whole football team and then some. And I was like, I see that you don't know football at all because football teams have 52. <laughs> but if you meant that they were on the field at a singular time, there is 11. So it is 11 plus 9 in that case. So I would respect that. But anyway, <laughs> the point I, 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 was, I was joking. I have no idea what the number in my head is. But whatever we end up with is a great number. But the point yeah. I was saying is like, she's like, you know, that means we'll have to put away money for college. And I was like, I don't I don't want to pay for college. I'm just being realistic. Like, I don't, I, having been to college and ha even knowing the stats that a college graduate makes X amount of money more than a high school graduate over the long term, I think it's, I think it's on average $1 million more over a lifetime. Yeah. I, I don't see going straight to college as the answer necessarily. I think going to community college is a great answer. And if you want to go straight to college, you know, go earn a scholarship and then go to a private college. Because otherwise, I, I'm going to be realistic. I'm like, I don't think paying whatever it is, like $300,000 for an out-of-state private school is ever going to be worth it. Whatever yeah. your education may be. Like, unless literally you meet liter mentor after mentor that gives you life experience, that tells you exactly what you want to do with your life, I just yeah. don't see that being the, the right thing to do. I went mm. in-state and non-private college and it still costed a shit ton of money yeah well i mean i think you bring up a valid point right like, i think like i mean a lot of i mean just institutionally a lot of things need to change i don't think yeah. like necessarily that's a that's that your attitude is a uh, the wrong attitude i mean honestly i feel the same exact way 100 percent. my kids are going to community college not even up for debate i mean that's where i went you save money you save so <laughs> much money it's it just it's the most practical like answer solution it's the but, most practical solution for you know in terms of pure education sure yes. there are experiences that you will miss out on and again that's what i'm saying if you want those experiences you get those scholarships you get to go wherever the hell you want you know what i yeah. mean i'll tell you what though i think um i'm think i'm waiting for all the boomers to die off so we can actually start <laughs> fixing shit like the cost of education i mean the I'm 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 honestly like seventy percent serious. Like this is not even half joke. Like a lot of the people we have in charge right now, I mean, yes, we have good people in charge, but there are also just as many bad apples. And honestly, like it's crazy. It's crazy how like how broken our system is. It is pretty crazy. Yeah. The fact that I you agree. can't declare bankrupt 
off of student loans. Like, come on. Like, it follows you. That's crazy. It, it's a bit of a racket. Yeah, I agree. Um, but fortunately, I think we're slowly, well, we're, we're already there. We're in the age of technology where, like, information is spread very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I can see where, like, bad information can also be spread very quickly. Mm-hmm. But it's the information's out there, right? It's like, it was, it's more likely to slap you in the face, especially with social media, right? Kids growing up nowadays all over social media and social media has advertisements everywhere. You know, they, if they get slapped with like completely inaccurate propaganda somewhere along those pages, I hope that there's one thing of truth that they have to like consider, you know? Yeah. I don't know. That's just like a theory of mine, but I mean, you would hope, but realistically, I think, more often than not people just it it's very often it's very normal for people to just absorb the political affiliations and thought processes and thinking of their parents mm-hmm. so well, i'll tell you what also like now in the age of media we have like i mean i don't i don't i don't want to attribute i don't want to give thanks to like cancel culture but like more people have phones now like the shit you do is not going to go... Like, more, more cameras around. The shit you do and say is not going to go without, like, consequences, you know? So a yeah. lot of people... I mean, there's tons of people who do, like, ignorant shit and messed up stuff. And now they're getting recorded and blasted on social media. Like, it teaches them a lesson. Like, what you're doing is wrong. Yeah, I think... I think the heart of social media and change and cancel culture whatever you want to call it and yeah those things is in the right place for the most part but yes. i do also think that there are people that are misappropriately using that power and also not only just misappropriately using that or inappropriately using that power they're also using it as a as a method of satisfaction for themselves which is not really changing things that should be changed yes but that's all that's a different conversation. Well, absolutely. Yeah. No, <laughs> for sure. If we're talking about things that are broken, then education is definitely up near the top. There's obviously other issues, social issues for sure, and, you know, economy, so on and so forth. But as you would say, meow, 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 the education <laughs> system, I the fact that you pay so much for education, and especially if you decide to go out of state, and if you go out of state to a private college... Again, I mean, you know, if a private university wants to charge that much money, they should have that right because technically they're private and they're a business, but there should be so many more other options for kids that are trying to learn, you know, at a collegiate level. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I agree. And like, you know, go say that like when you're when you're out of high school, right, you can take on a 100K loan in student loans, but you can't take out 10K for, you know, business. Or I'd say... So it's a saying, right? I don't know how true that is, but it goes to show you how broken the system is. There's some truth to it, for sure. I mean, it's also, you know, this this will expand into other conversations because it's a whole bunch of different, you know, things where it's you're you're old enough to join the army, but not old enough to drink. Yeah, that that shit is kind of crazy. Healthcare is kind of crazy because if you ever watch one of those videos, have you ever watched one of those videos where they ask? Uh, people in europe how much they think things cost in america yep that shit is kind of mind-blowing because they'll they'll ask people like how much do you think it costs to ride in an ambulance and for in an emergency and they'll be like 
I don't know, a hundred bucks, two hundred bucks. I'm just like, bro, that shit is at least two thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, man. I think like uh, they said it's cheaper to take a fucking Uber to the hospital. <laughs> and it, yeah, it, no. So it's funny. It's a funny story. It's a funny story. So my brother went to brunch, uh, unlimited mimosas. So you know him and his friends got all got messed up. Um, yeah. While they were leaving, a gr- one of the girls like she was, I guess she was wearing heels or something. She just stumbled and fell. No big deal. Mm-hmm. But because she was drunk. She found it, or drunk to say the least. It was hard for her to get up. Yeah. So the restaurant, per, I guess, like, I don't know, liability reasons, they called an ambulance for her. Yeah. Right? Proper way to react. If one of your guests is hurt, you uh-huh. do want to make sure they're being taken care of. So you call an ambulance. So the ambulance gets there. And my brother, you know, my brother and I didn't necessarily grow up in a very privileged household. Like, money was, you know... Mm-hmm. Like we we were very thoughtful and frugal about the money we used. Yeah. So my brother's like, "Yo, don't get on the ambulance. That joint is expensive." Yeah. Literally, all his other friends they live in very uh, you can call them very privileged neighborhoods in McLean. Affluent. Yes, affluent. That's the word. Uh, but they were like, "What are you talking about? Yo, she need like just just get on it. It's not a big deal. Like we know she's not hurt, but just get on it. Like we'll just have have them check her out." And my brother's like, no, do not get on there. Long story short, she got on there. She got a fat-ass bill. And he's just like, hey, told you guys so. But that was a hard lesson for them. That's big facts, though. Yeah. I, one, of my, one of my friends got uh, pretty drunk. And he was not feeling well. And no, we're not here to name names, obviously. But he was not feeling well. And... He was, you know, when you get into that drunken state where it's not blackout, but you're just, you just feel like shit and you're just doing a lot of complaining. And he was saying like, yo, call me an ambulance. And I was like, I'm not going to call you a fucking ambulance. <laughs> that shit is going to cost you $4,000. And all you're going to do is have to pay that $4,000 later and be upset at the fact that you had to pay $4,000 later on. And he's like, no, I will pay that shit. I swear to God, just call me the fucking ambulance. And I was like. In roughly 12 hours, you're going to thank us so much for not calling this ambulance. So just take your ass to sleep. Like, just lay on your side <laughs> and just cover yourself in this blanket and just save. Like, you don't even realize how much $4,000 is right now. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine you got like us, right? Like, us being younger and someone called the ambulance for us. Yeah. We get on there and then our parents getting the bill. Oof. What Bruh. would your parents do? I mean, if it was a real emergency, my parents probably would have been fine with it. Like, legit, legit emergency. Like, my fucking bone is out of my leg or something. No, 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 no. What if you, like, hit your head? If I bumped my head and it's not that serious an injury, and I right. got an, am- am- like, an ambulance, they'd be like, what What the fuck? You didn't just put ice on? Like, what, why didn't you put Yosan on your head? I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's yeah, it's, ex- it's expensive stuff. I think about it all the time, too, right? Because I, I still play sports. I'm like... All right, and then I'm one of those people that imagines like the the worst scenario, worst case scenario, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yo, if I get hurt, I'm 100. percent I don't care how hurt I am, I'm driving to the hospital. I don't care how hurt I am, like my like the bone, I have a compound fracture, right? Yeah, I'm still driving my ass to the hospital, or I I'm mean, making just someone have drive somebody me. drive you to the hospital. Yeah, I don't yes. know. Yes, because I'm gonna say like, unless you're like about to die, right? Like, I don't know. The- there's a few scenarios Gushing that blood. I would say, right? Yeah, like, yeah, like near death shot? and pregnant. Yes. 
Those are the two that I would say. Okay, ambulance that shit probably. Wait, but if your if your water breaks, can't you just drive to the hospital? Probably. Time. Right. No, I would say probably. I would assume so. But at the same time, if you know that you're supposed to get to a certain place and it broke unexpectedly, there's I think there's a scenario that would call for it just because ambulances can get through traffic presumably faster than you can, depending yes. on if it's the if it's like a severe emergency. For example, if your water broke, I think. I don't know how much earlier it can break, but if it broke, like, I don't know, like, two months early, I would be very concerned about that. I'd be like, oh, we gotta get, yeah, we gotta get this true. shit to the, to the hospital ASAP, you know what I mean? That's true, yeah. I don't know enough about pregnancies, but I'm just saying, like, I'm sure there's a scenario that's like, okay, we, we got a book. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, I mean, outside of that, like, I, I mean, outside of pregnancies, once you get to the ER, there's not much they can do. Yeah. Unless it's, like, well, again, unless you're about to die, then yes, there's a lot of stuff they can do. But like you're right, <laughs> if you break something, it's like you go to the ER, they give you an X-ray, they tell you it's broken, although you know it's already broken, and you just schedule an appointment with a specialist. This happened at the climbing gym the other day, actually. Really? Uh, yeah. This girl, I didn't see the injury, but I heard the injury. I don't think she fell from the top of the wall. I honestly think that she just didn't know how to properly fall and she like she said that she felt her ankle pop out of its socket Ooh. and and so she you know we call we like i i sat there with her and talked to her and because she was like trying to move i was like i don't think you should move her friend went to go get the staff and so the staff came they brought ice they brought crutches and stuff and i was just thinking to myself the whole time i was like man i really hope her friend just drives her to the hospital just like put her on crutches and stick her in your car and just yeah. drive her to the hospital and instead, I see the fire slash ambulance people come through the back. They get the gurney. They put it on the gurney. And I'm just like, oh, God. <laughs> that trip right there. I'm just like, oh, no. Oof. Better hope she has health insurance. Shit. That, you know what's crazy about that, actually, even, is that if you go to the emergency room, it's not necessarily covered by your health insurance. They don't cross-check to see if it's technically in your plan. Really? Yeah. If you go to urgent care, though, they will find things that are in your plan. Obviously, you know, most insurances do have a certain amount of coverage for emergencies, but there's still a chance you'll be on the hook for things as opposed to if you go to urgent care, things are, they're supposed to look for things in your plan. So it should cover the maximum of what it would normally cover. Although if your health insurance is shit, that means nothing, but you know. Yeah. Yeah, man. I think just full circle how fucked our, uh, our government is. How everything is. Fun fact. I don't know if you know this, Doesn't but the like government knows fact, how much you make every year. And the reason why you this. have to pay to file taxes is because a lot of those companies lobby to have it done that way. Yeah. There was a huge. I say this to people all the time and they don't believe me. It's, you know, how could the government not know exactly how you make if all of your deposits are in bank transactions, essentially? Yeah. Like it could easily be on record already, but because there's a whole industry behind doing your taxes, we don't have it instantly done. And I think that's the craziest shit. Yeah. I mean, employers, they pay they pay a lot of that tax or you pay technically pay that tax every time the employer pays you, so the employer keeps track of it. So they I mean that's another avenue of how they know how much you make. Yep. Yep. So we went from Shokugeki as as per usual on this podcast recently because I talk a lot about Shogugeki. A little bit about kids. Then we went off the rails. Then we talked about how fucked the government is, which is a good time had by all. Um, the main point I wanted to make about kids, though, is that 
they seem like they could be cool. <laughs> they they do look cool. They um, yeah, they're they're pretty pretty cool looking. No, I have, mean, have you thought have you thought of names for your kids? No. Oh. Have you seem to have thought about names for kids? Oh, absolutely. Girl That's names it. are so much easier to come up with than guy names. I'll tell you that. Why? Uh, I think like. I think it's because like girl names. It's I don't know. For me, it's easier to think of think up of girl names because there's a lot of names. Okay, I don't know. I think it's pretty cool when girls have abbreviated names for their names. If that makes sense, right? It's like for example, girl named Madeline, but everyone calls her Maddie. I think it's pretty cool. So they have shortened and or nicknames. Yes. So I want my daughter to have that. Um, for my son. I don't know. There's only a handful of names that I like, like guy names. I Chad. feel like there's a lot less. <laughs> See, Chad, Chad, Chad can't be it. No, hundred percent can't. <laughs> yeah, Chad's not it. Uh, Michael also is not it because that's literally. Like, I feel like that's the most common name on earth. It probably does. I mean, it, it it's probably out there. Yeah. It seems like it would be. I wonder. I mean, part of me wonders. That if I had a son and his name was Bruce, how many people would say he's Bruce Lee when it's Bruce Lay? You know what I mean? Because it's the last name. That's true. But honestly, you know, I also so tech to piggyback off of that. I wouldn't name my kids something that they would get bullied for. Yeah, you try and avoid it, but honestly, I think kids will get bullied if they're gonna get bullied for any other reason. I guess you want to make you want to reduce the amount of possible reasons they could get bullied. But if your kid turns out to be a little chonky for a little bit, you know he's gonna get bullied for that. Oh no, for sure. But again, you're reducing it, right? Because some yeah. stuff it's uh. That's fair. Yeah. Or that, like, you know, you want to give him a name where he'll get a job. <laughs> <laughs> what name is not gonna get him a job? Are you trying to name him like? I don't know. Like, what what could you name somebody that's not gonna get them a job unless it's like? Fuck boy. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes when I read, when I when I used to hire, yeah, I'll read a resume and it'll be like some some name that shouldn't be a name. I would I would just <laughs> I would just look over the resume. I, that's all I would say. I, I see, I'm like I pass. That's a, that's a that's a pass for me, chief. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of what those names would be. But I guess, you know, it really could be anything. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, let's just say they're, they're nouns. Like, they're things. The names uh, are things. And I'm like... So, like, if somebody's named Bottle, for example. No, not even reading... I mean, I might actually look the dude up, but 100% not give him the call. <laughs> I'm like, yo, how... Who? I need to put a face to this name. <laughs> how you gone? How you gone 27 years in your life and you ain't changed your name when you were named Bottle? Come on, man. Come on now. Yeah, all right. Wrap this episode up, Eddie Spaghetti. Um, so uh if you're listening, I we we appreciate you for listening. Uh please do subscribe on Spotify, Google Podcast, Anchor. Uh if you have any questions, comments, if there's anyone you want to see on here, <clears throat> Willie, uh go ahead and send an email to no happy endings podcast at gmail dot Calm. Okay. Bye. Deuces. <laughs>